0: shalom everybody welcome to our supernatural friday podcast pastor tim Karskat here doing our favorite podcast of the week supernatural friday shabbat shalom well the war continues in israel in gaza we found another testimony of an angel that appeared and protect the soldiers shabbat, in the midst of this shabbat, shabbat You got to hear this testimony. Let's listen in. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat, shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. blessings to you. You made it. I pray you had a good week uh, this week and enjoyed our podcast and that God spoke to you clearly today. Well, it's Friday, the first day of December, 2023. We're moving forward. We're going to end this year within a few days, uh, about a month, 31 more days, 30 more days. And then we enter a new year on the Gregorian calendar. Well, uh, we shared this last Friday as well, a miracle of the Gaza war. We've got another one of an angelic encounter for the soldiers and protecting them and going before them. It just so reminds you of scriptures when angels would appear, the angel of the Lord that was with Joshua, the angel that took out 180,000 men. On and on it goes. God intervenes when he wants his justice revealed and decreed and brought about. So listen to this testimony, and you will be inspired. And then we're going to pray again at the end. Listen to this great testimony. Was- the following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org.
1: So I heard a story today, which I'm going to repeat because it was told to me by someone that I trust very much. He, his name is Rabbi Auerbach, and he is the head of Bear Miriam, a seminary for girls. guy. And he called me up today, and he was like, Rabbi Wallstein, I know that you speak and you tell over things. This is something that you must, you must repeat. So here it's not coming from some kid or someone that might have made this up. So he says his daughter, Rabbi Albach's daughter, works works in an office and one of the girls, one of the women in the office came into the office yesterday the day before Lamar's like shaken up. And they said, Well you look like you look like something. What happened? So she said, My brother is in the Golani Brigade and he's in he's in he's in right now in Gaza and his job, his unit's job is to go into the tunnels and get these guys out. I mean, that's like the hardest job that there is. So the girl, so the girl, so the girl says that her brother, it was a unit of 25, these Golani guys, Golani Brigade, and they had to go into this house that had a tunnel in the house, and that's where the opening to the tunnel was. And so it's interesting, the Israeli army, the officers go first. They don't send the guys in first, they go first. Yeah, that's that's how it is. I think, if I remember correctly, David Amela and his armies, he went first. Usually, talks about it. The other armies, the, guy, the generals are in the back, and they send the soldiers. And the Mellis, he was in the front, and all the, the big people were in front. Anyway, so this unit goes into this house. And uh, so there's 25 guys, so like six guys go in with the lieutenant or whatever he was, colonel, go in, and the other guys surround the house to make sure that the house is protected while they go into the tunnel. So the radio guy, like 15 minutes after they go in, he tries to reach his commanding officer, and there's no answer. And they're figuring, you know, the worst thing you do is get captured by these guys. So they're talking outside, what do we do? Should we go, do we go in, do we stay out? He's not answering, they probably, we have to go in there and, and save. This is what she says, this is what her brother told her. So that her brother and the rest of the chevra, they leave like four or five guys outside, and they go inside. They figure they're gonna have a firefight, they're gonna to have to save their commanding officer. They walk in, and standing at the entrance of this hole that's going, this cave, is a rabbi with a long beard, a long frock, like a black, with, he even, he even explains what it looks like, like a Hamburg, you know, one of those shesiva hats, standing there, I guess the sergeant, whatever, he says, what are you doing in Gaza? Like, what are you doing in this house? What are you doing in this house? And this is what he says. Right? And remember, Auerbach doesn't tell stories, these are a of people. He says, so this man who looked like this tzaddik, can't use
0: them all.
1: listen, said to them, you must get out of the house now, or else. in Ivrit ifrit, Ivrit. If you don't get out of the house now, there will be many widows, amanot, and many widows and orphans. You have to leave now. So the sergeant says, "We cannot leave now. We have to go into the tunnel to find out where our boys are, where they, where they are." And he said, "No, I'm not. You're not going into the tunnel. You have to leave the house now." And this. Soldier says, you don't understand, it's our commanding officer, we're not leaving without him. And this man's blocking the, the doorway to this, this rabbi is blocking the doorway to this tunnel, and he says, I'm really sorry, rabbi, but I got to get you out of the way. And he puts his hands to pull the rabbi out of the way, and his hands go right through him. Get
0: out of here.
1: There's nothing there. And all the guys are standing there, and they're like, right, you can't believe such a thing. All the guys are standing there, and they're like, what are we watching over here? Who is this? What is this? What? Just tell, you, just tell me the story. She, he called me today to tell me the story. So, so wait, that's finished. So, these guys are like in total shock. The commanding officer now is coming out of the tunnel. I guess for some reason the radios didn't work that deep, whatever it was. He's coming out of the tunnel and this guy is still standing there. And the commander says, "What do he's a commander, he says, why is there a rabbi in here? What's going on over here? And he tries to push him out of the way and he just walks right through him. And the six guys walk right through this thing that's talking to them. And he turns around to all of them. He says, I'm begging you. You must leave the house now. And they're all freaked out. I don't even want to tell you another part of it because then you totally won't believe the story. But the way he says it over is that when he was talking, this Malak, whoever it was, was talking that from his mouth was coming fire. And they're all looking at this and they've never seen anything. Some of them are Dati. Some of them are not. They're totally freaking out. And he's like, he's like get out now. And they all run out. He said they were mamish. 20 steps out of the house, and the thing blew sky high. And he called his sister, because I guess his sister, maybe she's home, and he said, I just saw a Malach. And the whole unit, seems to be that they're, talking, they're telling everyone about this. Apparently people think they're crazy, right? people are telling everyone about this. And these guys saw a Malach. Let's say they're alive. And you know, I know a soldier. I know a guy that was a soldier, a young guy, that was in my office for a few months. He came to be with his cousin, and he was in Lebanon. And he told me that his unit, young guy, that his unit was being shot at by, in Lebanon, and they were running to to go into a house to protect themselves. And as they're coming to the door of the house, there's this old lady dressed in black, looked like an Arab, right? And she turned to them and she said, "Not this house. This house is a death trap. Whatever it was." And they're like, "Should they?" A death trap. So it's it's, it's it's a trap. And they looked at her and. And they were like, maybe she just decided that she's setting us up. And he said that, he said, when we looked at her, he realized that she wasn't an Arab. She, Mama, she, we saw her face for a second. She looked like a very holy, like, like you think Sarimena would look like. And she said, listen to what I'm saying. Don't go into this house. And they ran down the block, right? And the mortar shells and the shooting it was chasing whatever it is. And they turned around. And that house went kabunga. It blew it up. It was a trap. The woman was not there. He so said they turned around she was not there. And he said that we came back and we started telling these stories. And he's like, well, the next unit, we wanted to go somewhere, and there was some woman who told them not this house. And then the next unit, he said, they're all sitting here talking, and one unit's telling another unit, this same lady was, was 20 miles away 10 minutes later. So in this destruction and in this war that's going on, there's many Nissen von Nefflois. That the Kurdish both was doing outside of the missiles. I said I said last night that you know we're all saying Shir Hamalos and we're all praying after Daviding and During davening. Hashem should protect our soldiers. That's Bakasha. We're asking for stuff. But you also have to have a Kara. You have to have a Satov. So outside of that, we have to thank Hegel Hashem Kito that that there are two and a half thousand missiles Hashem made land in fields not blow up, ended up falling back in, in Gaza. And it's mamish like the miracle when the midstream was shooting spears at us. It's the same, it's, you know, it's the same miracle. We have to go past the Iron Dome. We have to see and say that Arabs don't know what they're doing. They know how to shoot. There were places where they shot the American embassies and they, they killed 100 in Saudi Arabia. They know, they know how to blow people up. They, they know how to kill people. So we have to, outside of, and that's why when I heard yesterday that more missiles landed in Israel than ever, that the iron dome did not take down, I felt that maybe we're just not giving a cross of. You know, we're asking, save us this, that, and the other thing. We're not appreciating the miracles that our Kodesh Baruch Hu is doing for us. So I think in everybody's thiller when you say Modim or whatever whenever that we have to thank Hashem and say we know what, who's really like 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 the head of Hamas. We know who's playing with the missiles. It ain't Hamas, it's our Khaj Baruch Hu. We have to have a lot of we have to have a lot of Akashotov for Kodesh Baruch Hu. Anyway, that's the story I heard today, and I'm sure we hear many, many stories. So you hear many stories, but this came from a very reliable source.
0: I don't know about you, but I am utterly undone when I hear these type of stories. And the beauty of God to protect, as we shared last week, the same thing, of how he is engaged. Now, some of your wondering why is the church not all on god's side here why are there's this argument about the civilians etc look here's the thing you see the wars in israel in the old testament and you see all the times that god would ask him to go in and and there's always going to be innocence there there's there's no way of avoiding that war is horrible that way we can't we can't stop that reality, but, you know, Israel's doing everything they can, I promise you. I'm, I'm on calls with the uh, Israeli ambassador uh, as well as the top leaders of Israel. And I think they're being sincere. I don't think they're lying. They're doing everything they can to reduce civilian loss. America does the same thing in our battles. And in the midst of that, there's a serpent in Gaza. The serpent is Hamas. It is. It is evil at its root. And there's other groups in there too, the Islamic Jihad and other groups. The Palestinian Authority has jihadists in there as well. But the serpent has to be cut off. You cannot play with this snake. You can't. You know, there's an old saying, I heard it the other day, uh, you know, there's this cold snake and it's not, it's not moving hardly in the sky. He just sees it on the ground and he picks it up and. You know, and he puts it in his pocket and later it awakens, it warms up and it bites him, you know, and it, the venom goes into the man and he can't. So I can't understand, you know, I was taking care of this. Look, it's always a snake and it'll always be a snake until it's transformed, right? So this Hamas, this spirit that's over them is a snake. It's a serpent. It's Satan. And so it, it you can't trust it. Even when it's dormant, you cannot trust it. And that's what they're finding now is they go into these tunnels, and they're finding these massive uh, amounts of weapons. I, I'm talking unprecedented amount of weapons that they're finding in the hospitals, everywhere you go, the mosque, everywhere. They have loaded up all Gaza. We also know it's in the West Bank, uh, in Judea and Samaria as well, in the Palestinian villages. This is, that's where the Palestinian authorities in charge, not Hamas. So this is an evil that's around them and they have no other choice to cut the head of the serpent off. And when you hear testimonies like this, you have to say, God, you too want to take the head of the serpent off. Not that he's into killing. I believe that as according to Romans chapter one, that everybody's without excuse. Anybody that dies in this war will have had an opportunity to find salvation. God would have revealed himself in some form to them. Their denial of that We'll leave them without excuse as they come to Judgment Day. And right now, uh, this is a time to go in, remove the serpent, and bring peace, not only to Israel, but to the people living in Gaza. Can you imagine what life's gonna be like after they win this war, let's decree that? That if Israel's smart, they're gonna put a good authority over them, and they will no longer under be the tyranny of this regime. I saw interviews of young teenage boys who said that their job was to dig tunnels every day. They said almost everybody that is of able age and strength, they are called to dig tunnels every day. Some of them don't even get to go to school because they're having to dig tunnels for Hamas. Hamas has said the tunnels are for their people, not the Palestinian people. They said that's the United Nations job, is to protect the people of, of Gaza. Their job is to protect their soldiers while billionaires, Hamas billionaires, are all around the world enjoying a luxury lifestyle while they're causing suffering among their own people. Well, God is going to protect, as we hear in this testimony today. May that angel that was looked like a rabbi, it was, I think it was a rabbi, I think it was the Lord, at least a form of him, protecting them. May they not only see a rabbi, but may they see the one rabbi, Yeshua Hamashiach, the one who was the greatest teacher of all times, the one with authority and power, who has cried out for all of Israel to be saved. Let them come to the saving knowledge of that truth today. In the name of Yeshua, we speak that over them. Amen, amen. May God bless you. May you have a great weekend. We love you guys. Shabbat Shalom to you. And come back next week. Well, we complete another week. Shabbat Shalom to you. Thanks for listening this week and each week as we share these prophetic insights. Don't forget, you can learn more about what we do at our website, or our app, which has everything we're doing on all our media platforms there. Also, don't forget we have a Facebook page called Pipeline Intercession for the President, and we pray for America and pray for political issues that are going on in the world. Check that out. If you'd like to join, go to that website as well. God bless. We'll see you next week.